Hello, Bomb Squad. I've come to make an announcement. Austin the Hedgehog is a bitch-ass motherfucker. He pissed on my fucking wife. That's right. He took his hedgehog fucking quilly dick out, and he pissed on my fucking wife. And he said his dick was this big. And I said, that's disgusting. So I'm making a call-out post on my Twitter.com. Austin the Hedgehog, you got a small dick. It's the size of a walnut, except way smaller. And guess what? Here's what my dong looks like. (laughs) That's right, baby, tall, points, no quills, no pillows, look at that, it looks like two balls and a bong, he (laughs) fucked my wife, so guess what, I'm gonna fuck the earth, that's right, this is what you get, my super laser piss, except I'm not gonna piss on the earth. I'm going to go higher. I'm pissing on the moon. How do you like that, Obama? I pissed on the moon, you idiot. You have 23 hours before the piss droplets hit the fucking earth. (laughs) Now get out of my fucking sight before I piss on you, too. Hi, welcome to the Bomb Squad podcast. I'm Tanner Richard Kraft, and with me I have... Hey, bro. Nice cock. I'm Austin Zwiebelman. Thank you, Tanner. Very cool. I'm Tim M. Sullivan. And we have a very special guest. Uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Bennett Kedge, and I regret this already. Yeah! He's already there! Uh, that was Ethan's idea. You can thank him for that. And uh, if you don't know what I just said, uh, that's probably because you're happier than me. But <laughs> to explain, uh, that is a reference to a popular Sonic Adventure 2 fan dub, because we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the latest sensation that's gripping the nation, gripping the hogs. As you can see... <laughs> I didn't even realize, I didn't realize what I just said. Gripping the hogs. Uh, our Sonic 2 podcast would quickly go sexual. Before we get into our thoughts on the new movie, I'm just curious, what does Sonic mean to you and what kind of expectations did you have going into this movie? Austin, I want to start with you. Let me make this clear, okay? The first video game I ever played in my entire life was Sonic Adventure 1. The first video game I ever 100%ed in my life was Sonic Adventure 2, because I needed to unlock 3D Green Hill Zone. And I think that Sonic 3 and Knuckles is one of the most fun and cool co-op games I've ever played in my whole life. Before I discovered I like to make movies, I was a gamer, and Sonic was my favorite video game character by a long mile. We're talking about the whole enchilada, boys. I used to draw Sonic comics. I wanted my hair to look like Sonic's. I would wish every night that Sonic would turn real. Sonic was a massive part of my early childhood, and then I became a teenager and decided to put the world's most massive lid on that shit so that I could blend in it all. Nerd. As for expectations, most of me thought that this movie was going to be downright bad. The first Sonic movie put me to sleep, literally to sleep. I saw that movie and was like, you're too slow. Uh, I, but I was holding out hope that this one would be better because of two things, how the first movie ended and the quality of the Genesis games. Like at the end of the first movie, Robotnik got a mustache and tail showed up. And I was like, please, it just got good. Don't stop the movie. This doesn't remind me of the 2011 movie Hop anymore. Come on. And as any Sonic fan knows, Sonic the Hedgehog on the Genesis, that was a lame-ass, boring game, unless you're a kid from 1991. Meanwhile, Sonic 2, baby, Sonic 2, that's a fucking masterpiece, even today. I, I figured that the movie might have a similar pattern. God bless, I agree completely. Mr. Tim M. Sullivan, uh, you seem like a pretty big Sonic fan, ain't that right? <laughs> oh, he pulled out the Sonic here, oh my damn! 
as the creator of the history of Sega video that allegedly briefly <laughs> played at the St. Louis Science Center's game exploration exhibit in Due to legal reasons, we cannot confirm or deny. I, I think I'm pretty qualified to talk about Sonic. Uh, I actually, my early childhood did not really have Sonic because we were mostly a Nintendo household and that wasn't like a brand loyalty thing. It was just more a thing of, I didn't really know much about Sega and my parents uh, were just like, the Nintendo consoles are cheaper. Why would we buy this expensive Sega Genesis when the Super Nintendo keeps the kids entertained? Then one day, uh, my brother, Rook, uh, he has a friend over who brings his Nintendo GameCube over and he has Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And I watched them playing that and enthralled. I'm like, this looks really cool. And so uh, me and my brother, we save up and pool our money together to get a GameCube. And the first game we get for it is Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and uh, played the hell out of that game. Absolutely loved that game. And I wanted to see more with that character and more with all the rest of the characters. So then uh, the uh, Sonic Mega Collection and the Sonic Gems Collection came out for the GameCube. And I bought both of those so that I could explore some of the earlier titles with the characters. I bought Sonic Adventure DX when it came out. I found the DVD for the 1996 Sonic OVA movie. And as corny as that movie is, it's always a lot of fun to watch. I guess my expectations for this movie are the first movie was it was charming in some aspects, but a little bit grating as well. But like Austin said, uh, those teasers at the very end kept me interested and I wanted to see if this one could maybe be better. I remember when I was a wee lad getting my first Nintendo GameCube, I pulled resources for myself, Richard, and uh, bought it myself. And the first game I bought for GameCube, Mario Party 7. I played it as a single player game because I didn't have friends. On that depressing note, Mr. Bennett Cage! So just like Austin and Tim, I also grew up with my very first video game console being a Sega Genesis. So when I was younger, my older brother and I shared a room together. And in that room, we had one of those super old like box television sets that was about maybe 12 inches wide and a Sega Genesis hooked up to it. And one of the only games we had with it was the OG Sonic the Hedgehog. And I single-handedly give that game credit for my current love of video games. We would play that game all day long. When I say like we never went outside and saw sunshine, I was like one of the palest kids because of Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) That love for Sonic the Hedgehog led into my love for the next uh, couple Sonic games and into that went into Shadow the Hedgehog um, and any of the Sonic adventure games. As for the movie, the first one, I have to admit that I went and saw it to make fun of it. My friends and I, we got together and wanted to go to go watch it just to make memes out of it and, and, and have a, a good laugh. It was actually the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic struck. And then Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was the first movie I went and saw in theaters since the pandemic started. So it was a good circle arc of starting with Sonic and then ending the pandemic with Sonic. I, just yeah. like, like Austin and Tim, was quite disappointed with the, the most of the movie in Sonic 1. Was I'm actually expecting it to be more like the video games and it had its own story that had nothing to really do with the video games. And then the teaser at the end kept me hooked on, on it and wanting to see the next one. Bennett, my friend, uh, it's great that you say that uh, Sonic was your last movie before the panorama hit because it was for me too. Uh, I saw it with my little sister and her and I liked it a bit. Uh, it was a good time. I love that it wasn't Black Widow, Shang-Chi, 
Pixar, Disney, Spider-Man, or even Batman that brought you back, Bennett. It was that blue hedgehog, and I think that's beautiful. All right, my history with Sonic, hello. Uh, I'm going to go against the grain here. My first ever video game console as a kid was the Nintendo 64. I am showing that I am a little bit younger than the rest of the people here, but it was my first that my first ever console was Nintendo 64. However, my first ever handheld console I had as a kid was a Sega Game Gear. What the fuck? <laughs> You're the first person I've ever met with a Game Gear. My oldest brother had a second Game Gear, so the first game I actually played was Road Rash on the second game. Tanner, you had a Game Gear? I had Sega Game Gear, and I had two primary games. There was the Berenstain Bears game. I could never beat the tutorial. I, I could, I didn't understand how to play it. And then there was Sonic 2, in which I could never make it past uh, Zone 2. But uh, I would play it for hours and hours because I was like, blue guy, go fast. Kind of thing, you know. thought it was really cool. Then as a teenager, I got into Sonic on a deeper level because uh, I used to frequent this website, uh, this hell site called Tumblr.com. And Tumblr.com introduced me to another website for artists that some consider deviant in nature. That's right, DeviantArt. My introduction to Sonic on a deeper level was DeviantArt.com. I will let you extrapolate from that what you will, but I saw things that no 14-year-old should have ever seen. But I remember because of that, there was all this passion, and I would go back and play some of the games, Sonic Adventure 1, 2, Sonic CD, Sonic and Knuckles, lots of classics. And I fell in love with the games a lot, uh, so much so that I uh, I remember being like, I have a PS3. I'm going to play the big Sonic game for PS3. And this is how I was introduced to Sonic 06, and my life fell apart. I should have known, but somehow I missed the fact that Sonic 06 sucked. And the year is 2012, and somehow I'm the only guy that didn't get the memo at the time. But I have a long history of the Sonic franchise. It's one of my favorite video game franchises. So my expectations for the new movie were, um, well, when they announced started doing a second one i went i hope it's better than the first one which i thought was okay but those teases got me hyped i went oh robotnik has got the stash let's go i let myself get marginally excited and then the first trailer came back and agent stone screams he's back like jesus has risen from the tomb on the third day but instead he's actually referring to Eggman. and i went oh this movie looks like it's gonna have more of the good stuff. And then Idris Elba catches Sonic and he sounds so hot with his little voice. I remember in an interview he said, I'm not gonna make Knuckles sexy, but then he lied because uh, Idris Elba's voice is inherently sexy. Do I look like I need your power? I, I got a boner. No, I didn't get a boner. That's a joke. So I was pretty excited, but did it live up to the hype? Tim, I gotta know. Did Sonic the Hedgehog 2 live up to the hype? I would say yes. It's far better than the first one because the first one felt like a movie made by a corporation. And the second one, there's still a little bit of that there, but it's reeled in much more and it feels like the script was created by someone who played the games and it has a lot more heart to it. It's a much more fun movie. And like even the little bits that like aren't really related to the Sonic characters, like there's... They're kind of fun. Like the line where you find out the wedding is called Operation Catfish. That shit was funny. That, I that love just, the entire wedding. That, that was a good bit. The funny thing about that is like the whole like scene where uh, the the lady is like she has the laser gun and she's pointing it at her husband and the gun people. I'm just like picturing that scene playing on like TBS or something and someone just flips on the channel not knowing what's on TV and they just see that scene and then it just cuts to fucking like Sonic and Tails and they're like what? Just the whiplash of those things back to back? 
<laughs> yeah, overall, it's just a lot to love about the movie. And I think that Tails' presence was really sweet in this movie. I think that the t- the dynamic between him and Sonic was just so great. You, you can maybe interpret that as just sort of like a, a gay relationship budding kind of thing. Or you can interpret it as a friendship. Either way, it's just really sweet to watch. And I really enjoyed uh, seeing that and uh, just seeing them together and on this adventure and knuckles of course my man he was just so great such a powerful presence and i like that they leaned into him being kind of a himbo in this movie <laughs> uh like that just made his scenes really funny himbo god himbo god he's a himbo god uh we bow before him we are not worthy he was a lot of fun in the movie the final battle was great i liked seeing eggman in his mech because like it kind of resembled like the metal robotnik in the Sonic OVA, which I thought was kind of fun. Just seeing Sonic go super in this movie, like I kind of thought it might happen, and then it did, and it was so good. Yeah, overall, really, really fun time. Go see this instead of Fantastic Beasts. Back to you, Tanner. Also see this instead of Morbius, but more importantly, see this instead of Fantastic Morbius Beasts. Sweep. Morbius Bennett, Sweep! I, Bennett, I uh, saw this uh, with you, and you uh, seem to be a fan. Is that right, Bennett? Uh, absolutely. Loved it. Loved watching it with you and seeing your reaction to it. Um, I'm along with Tim, the part where Sonic went super. Um, I about saw you levitate out of your seat. And that was one of the coolest cinematic experiences of probably the year. This one was way better, I think, than the first one. The first one did a little bit too much into the human characters and and tried to make it too much about like um, their struggles and stuff instead of focusing on the character that the movie is based on, which is Sonic the Hedgehog. Whereas this one, we got to see more of Sonic and Tails and Eggman and, and all the, the characters from the actual video game. And it didn't focus as much on the humans, which I really liked. Another thing I liked was seeing Sonic's powers more. The first one, I was really let down because we didn't get to see Sonic doing as much of his, his powers, his, his super spear, his, his power-up rolls or anything like that. And this one, we saw those from the very beginning, and that made the movie have that extra level of excitement. Yeah. All right, Mr. Austin Sweepleman. Take it away. Take it away. Don't get me wrong. James Marsden, it was great and enchanted. Great Prince Edward. It was an okay Cyclops. But I do not pay money to see a Sonic movie so I can see Sonic hang out with anybody that didn't appear on the Nintendo fucking GameCube. And this movie got that. It really felt like Marsden and his movie wife, Tika Sumter, were given like big time side character treatment. With Tails claiming his rightful place as the secondary motherfucker. Cutting to the chase now, I loved this stupid little movie. This may be my largest disconnect between, like, a movie's Rotten Tomatoes score and how I felt about it since, like, I lead a battle angel a million years ago. But I'm, I'm feeling so hyped up mostly because I've been waiting all my life to see some of these things on screen. I care about the Sonic universe the way comic fans care about the MCU. And I'll do my best not to reduce my thoughts to, like, Holy shit, Angel Island, and oh my god, he snowboarded, and LMAO gun was in the movie. I, I he think, said, gotta go fast! <laughs> I think the machinery flows so smoothly because a lot of the jokes land, the dialogue isn't cringy, and the action sequences are much better than the first movie. There was a moment during the Siberian Tavern where I thought, oh fuck, they're pulling a hangover too. 
They're recycling beats. This is gonna be a mess. But aside from that scene and some of the wedding stuff before the twist happened, the movie was so solid. At first, I was a little ambivalent about them turning Knuckles into Starfire from Teen Titans, but then I remembered like <laughs> Michael McGar and Knuckles that I grew up with in Sonic Adventure wasn't much of a character. So good for them putting something there. Jim Carrey's always good as Bugs Bunny Eggman. I really just needed the mustache for it to work. Stash or pass? I'm borderline amazed that Colleen O'Shaughnessy found a way to voice Tails that made him sound like an animal sidekick instead of a fucking rugrat. That's always a really thin line to walk. Kudos to Lee Majdub for serving up the right combination of gay and camp as Robotnik's mean bean queen. I'm so thrilled that these are going the way of the Star Wars prequels so far. When Sonic 3 comes out, I'm renting a private theater for me and other fans my age so we can shout the whole time and not worry about kids. That was my boy up there. They finally did my boy right. That's my boy! Uh, as Bennett alluded to by describing my reactions to the movie, uh, I fucking loved Sonic 2, fucking loved it. Four stars out of five, baby, but I could have given it five stars if I, if I was even more of an idiot. It's a blast. Everything about the first movies that worked is increased tenfold, and everything that didn't work about it is largely decreased. For example, I like James Marsden and Tika Sumter in the first movie. I just wish there was less of them in the movie, and this movie gave me that. They gave me the right dosage of it. I thought, ooh, Olive Garden Guy, that's great, but maybe too much Olive Garden Guy maybe less Olive Garden guy this time. And they gave me the right amount of Olive Garden guy. They pulled more from the games. They were more faithful to the games. It had tails. It had knuckles. I, I loved knuckles in this movie so much. You think your drones can stop me? You insolent fool. Oh, these are stairs. <laughs> or the classic dot, 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 dot. King of the Himbos, really. I really love Idris Elbow's take on the character. I've, uh, after the first movie and this movie, Ben Schwartz's take as Sonic has really grown on me. I love the out of nowhere Parks and Rec reference. I lost my mind at him saying, the worst. I love seeing the Chaos Emeralds in live action. I love seeing Sonic go supersonic. I really love the mid credit scene, but we'll get to that when we get to that. There was more Carrie being Robotnik goodness. There was more Sonic being Sonic. There was Tail being Tail. There was Knuckles being Knuckles. And more than anything, I think I'm ready to say this is my new favorite live action video game movie. It used to be a Detective Pikachu, but I think Sonic 2 has taken the crown. And you know what it took? You know what it took to make a good video game movie that the fans and casual audience members alike like? What? Turns out all you had to do was be faithful to the fucking games. Yes, yeah, but nobody's been saying that this entire time. How would they know? Yeah, how would they know? It's not like nobody nobody said this. This is a just just radical radicalness. That then also you know maybe just a mildly competent script just just mildly you know it helps you know many people are saying this radical uh liberal raphael warnick is also saying this it's great i love it it's a great time good time for kids if you're a fan of sonic it's a good time but really if i was to be anything negative about it this is a stretch who that wedding sequence drags a little bit toward near the end but then he says i've broke the one rule of staying undercover falling in love and i went ah you got my back i hope we see uh more gun guys oh that does remind me i think i laughed the hardest of him being like that's my squad and it cuts to these four like super fucking ripped dudes and i was like why are they so ripped <laughs> and then oh it's because they're secret agents gun is in this movie guys the games haven't used gun in like 15 fucking years man i haven't seen gun in the games in so long and they put him in the they put it in the fucking movie i really liked it but what moments were our 
favorites and what do we think of that make credits tease and our excitement for the next one find out after this brief ad break from uh, whoever bought an eye space here for youtube uh, see you in a minute uh, gotta go fast Sonic, Sonic, Sonic X. Hi, welcome back to the Bomb Squad podcast. Uh, we're talking about Sonic 2, of course, and we're going to get right back to our next question. In Sonic the Hedgehog 2, what moment, what moment or scene is your favorite? What moment made you go <laughs> the most? Uh, Bennett. So honestly, the, the moment that made me my jaw drop the most was the mid credit scene. I'm so going to cut straight to that throughout the entire movie. And you, and you said this before the movie, if shadow is not in this movie, we riot. And the entire movie, I was waiting for them to just tease it. They kept, there were so many times where like, Oh, this is where they're going to bring him in. Oh, this is where they're going to bring him in. And then he never happened and never happened. And I felt like I kept getting led down time after time again. And I was like, they're not going to put him in this movie. And I'm going to have to watch Tanner cry on the ride home. (laughs) And (laughs) thankfully, the mid credit scene, they bring him out. They didn't even get to the point of like hinting at him yet. And Tanner had already known what it was going to be. Practically standing up in his seat, I screaming at the screen. <laughs> it's Shadow. It's Shadow. I have that- video evidence of this. I recorded my reaction. That reveal of Shadow alone is going to make me come back for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. God damn right. All right. Uh, great, great answer. Austin, what about you? Was it Supersonic? Was it Shadow? Was it uh, breaking the one rule of undercover, falling in love? What was it for you? Yeah, besides Supersonic or the post-credits reveal, which kind of goes without saying, it was probably Maddie and Rachel grabbing Tails' backpack and bringing the heat to all those gun agents that fabricated <laughs> Rachel's wedding. I was surprised because it was nothing but side characters, but I was having a great time. And uh, I know how I spoke earlier about hating that derivative dance-off in Siberia, but man, I will always get a kick out of seeing somebody with a tattoo of them doing a pose while they're doing the pose. It had big it was a pose. That, that was a great touch. Those, those are probably my, my moments. You know, I'm going to defend the dance-off sequence for one reason and one reason alone. Two words. Uptown Funk. I'm not wrong. Funk you. They did, in fact, use Uptown Funk. Uptown Funk you up. Uptown Funk you up. Bring it on, Tim. Much like Bennett. I have things to say about the mid credit scene. As a young adolescent uh, youth, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog was a deeply important character to me. And I know that there's a lot of jokes about, oh my god, he's just the edgy character, he's so edgy. You know what? I don't give a shit. Where's that damn fourth chaos emerald? I'll lean into the edge. He's a fucking cool character, bottom line. I may be cringe, but I am free. Shadow was a very important character to me. My family dog was named Shadow, and I told my parents... That it was after the dog from Homeward Bound. It was after the fucking hedgehog. My man! Damn! Dog I famously used to manipulate Tim into crying. There we go. Shadow was a character that uh, influenced my aesthetic tastes. He was a very important character to me as a child. And uh, still a character that I really like as an adult. So, and like, I had a feeling that the mid credit scene was going to tease him. But even then, seeing Shadow... As a mid-credits reveal on a big screen, the energy that it took to not shout 
fuck yeah, as loud as I could while there were literal small children behind me. It was amazing. This is the thing that gets me excited the way that Marvel fans get excited about fucking whatever Marvel's doing. This is my jam. This is my shit. Absolutely incredible seeing my boy Shadow on the big screen. He's here, and he is going to commit some chaos. Back to you, Tanner. Where's that damn fourth chaos emerald? It's the emphasis on the damn that gets me. As I alluded to earlier, I think my favorite scene was Sonic going supersonic. I went feral. You you shouted out loud in the theater, it's supersonic like at the top of your lungs. I don't think you realized it. But the people, do it the people in front of us turned around. That's how loud you yelled it. They paid attention more to you than they did the actual movie. Breaking news, autistic man shouts at supersonic in movie theater. I didn't know I said it that loudly, but this is news to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you shouted it. (laughs) Even more hype than cap lifting Molnir was Sonic going supersonic to me. It damn near brought a tear to my fucking eye, man. I wanted to cry. That was supersonic, man. That was God. I'm crying right now. I know, dude. <laughs> that was supersonic, man. Oh my god! You know how cool it was when you got to play a supersonic in the game. It was always the coolest thing, and I got to be super. You got to see supersonic on the big screen. Doctor Robotnik throws a punch, and supersonic just goes boom. And I went. Oh! It was involuntary. My hype was off the charts. Supersonic on the fucking big screen? I never thought I would ever see the day. I thought it would just be James Marsden presents Hop 2. But no, it was supersonic. It was beautiful. It was glorious. I cried. I was a little boy again. And I was happy and content. (laughs) That took a lot out of me. All right. Sonic 3 hype. Is it there, Tim? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I don't expect it to be a a full-on, straight-up adaptation of Sonic Adventure 2, but if it culminates into a final battle with the Bio-Lizard in space, where Sonic and Shadow team up as Super Sonic and Super Shadow, and Live and Learn fucking plays in the background, five out of five movie. Absolute cinema. Literally, instant five out of five. Citizen Kane, uh, Charles Foster Kane starts clapping. Actual real cinema. Big movie. If Live and Learn plays in the next one in space and they're both going super, if you thought I went feral at Supersonic showing up, I'm going to turn into a fucking baboon if they do Live and Learn and Super and Supersonic and Shadow show up. I'm going to be jumping. I'm going to be shitting. I'm going to be shitting into my hand and throwing it at the screen. Tanner will turn into Super Tanner. I literally, I'm going to start levitating, glowing. My hair's going to grow like 30 feet. I'm going to go feral. Bennett, do you have anything else to say about uh, the the hype for Sonic 3? Yeah, I'm very hyped for it because of Shadow the Hedgehog. I mean, I probably would have gone and seen it anyways, just because I love the Sonic games and just anything that relates to it. But Shadow the Hedgehog, I'm like Tim, grew up very edgy, like characteristic lifestyle. And so Shadow the Hedgehog was some like a, a character that I related to do a lot and I, I really hope that they can make Sonic 3 the one-off that's a rated R movie so that we can get Shadow the Hedgehog in his true edgy form dropping the F-bomb a yeah, couple yeah, times. Yeah. Like like at least PG-13. I told this, I literally told this you to You literally Tanner texted this after, to me. After, after the movie I was like 
It needs to be PG-13. We just need to let Shadow say fuck once. Just let him say it one time. I responded with, I wanted Jim Carrey to say, Shadow the Hedgehog pissed on my fucking wife. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, Star Wars prequels. PG, PG, PG-13. Oh, I want to live in that world. I want to hear Shadow uh, drop the F-bomb sh- and, and I- what would typically be a children's movie. And all these parents bringing their, their kids to a movie that they thought was going to be like the last two. And then they just see Shadow the Hedgehog cursing out Jim Carrey's character. God bless America. All right, uh, Mr. Zweebelman, the Sonic 3 hype, it's off the charts. Is that right? Yeah. I, I mean, if Pat Casey and Josh Miller think that they got the best parts of the Genesis games and want to skip ahead to the best parts of the Dreamcast games, go right ahead. I kind of agree with them. This movie covers Knuckles, and Tails, and Supersonic. A Death Egg might have been cool, but I'm not sure people would have even wanted one after Episode 7. But man, what if they took the larger plot points from Adventure 2? What if the next movie is like Rogue Nation, but with Sonic characters? Sonic on the run from the cops, trying to stop the Space Colony arc from doing a moonfall. Hell yeah, baby! I'm probably more excited for Sonic 3 than I am for most Marvel or DC things in the in the slate on the oncoming year. I have a feeling they're about to turn my childhood into a big-budget action film, and I'll be waiting, tapping my foot the entire time until it comes out. We will be renting the theater, Austin, and it'll be just you, me, and Tim going feral. <laughs> invite Bennett. We'll, we'll invite Bennett. We'll record our reactions. It'll be great. We're all going uh, to uh, paint ourselves like Sonic characters. Yes, no, I will have my nipples out. Nipples out. Nipples out for Shadow. Uh, oh my god, a shadow. 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 Oh my god, they're gonna do shadow. Oh my god, are they gonna play live and learn in the next one? Oh my god, a shadow the hedgehog. Holy fucking shit, a shadow the hedgehog. I'm gonna cut him. All I can say is, is I pray. I pray. I pray they adapt the plot of Sonic Adventure 2 somewhat accurately. I want to see a 13 year old girl named Maria be killed. Maria. All right? I want a 13 year old girl named Maria <laughs> shot. Maria! And then I want a spin off of the shadow game so we can kill those black creatures or whatever the hell the plot of that game is. Okay? Go global, baby. Go global, baby. I want Shadow, 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 Shadow the Hedgehog. Why does that name haunt me? It doesn't haunt me. That name pleases me. All right, who's ready for Tanner's Trivia Corner? Faker, you're not even good enough to be my fake. I'll make you eat those words. <laughs> we actually have some fun ones today uh, that I'm excited to bring up to you guys. Are you guys ready for Tanner's Trivia Corner? Sonic mentions several times throughout the movie how much he hates water, and us gamers will know why, because uh, Sonic can't swim, and whenever he's down there, it'll often be accompanied by a nerve-jangling countdown until its oxygen expires. In the movie, like in the games, Sonic can ward it off by inhaling a bubble of air underwater. I do think I literally went full Leo pointing at the screen when he inhaled that bubble. Yeah, watching that sequence I I thought was great because it definitely gives you that same level of tension that you do in those early games. The film's working title was Emerald Hill, which is uh, named after the first stage of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis. The yellow backpack Tails wears is similar to the one that is Sonic the Hedgehog 1993 cartoon wore in the episode Sonic the Hedgehog Drew Chenge, an episode from 1994. This is something that's only tangentially related, but I found it in the IMDb trivia, so I kind of want Austin to just put an excerpt in the movie of it here. In an episode of the podcast, We Talk Funny, uh, where Colleen O'Shaughnessy is interviewed about the movie, she does Cave Johnson's from Portal 2's angry rant about lemons in her Tails voice, (gasps) word for word. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What the hell am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life rue the day it thought it could give Miles Tails Prowler lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the one who's going to burn your house down. 
with the lemons. I'm going to get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down. A lot of the classic levels from 16-bit Sonic games can be found literally throughout this movie. The mysterious mushroom planet that Robotnik is trapped in is, a, of course, an allusion to Mushroom Hill Zone. Knuckle later collides with a water, water truck sporting the name Splash Hill Zone on its side. But, but us fans are, of course, most uh, excited. I don't know if anyone else noticed the cinematic debut of Labyrinth Zone where it's the home of the Master Emerald. That was Labyrinth Zone, man. Under Angel Island, where they're running through the booby traps. Yeah, yeah, it looked like Labyrinth Zone. That was awesome. Director Jeff Fowler says he takes a lot of inspiration from Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 for this specific movie. The opening set piece, he says, is a, is a direct visual parallel to the opening of the first adventure game, uh, with the manholes exploding with gushing water in the middle of the city. I noticed uh, that, yeah. and I was like, is that, I thought that that might be a coincidence. I'm so glad to hear that was, like, direct. That was intentional. That was directly intentional. I love that. Uh, Hopefully this means that the water being chaos uh, will be the Thanos of the Sonic universe. If this is all leading to a chaos face off, that'd be sick. Fun fact, this is the third sequel Jim Carrey has done in his career. Can anyone guess what the other two are? Ace Ventura. The Grinch 2 Electric Boogaloo. Dumb and Dumber 2. And I got to say, this is by far the best sequel of his career uh, until they finally make Bruce Almighty 2, of course. So fun fact, Idris Elba was not the first actor offered the role of Knuckles. Do you want to know who was originally offered the role? It was me. Uh, That is true. But Bennett also had to decline for the same reasons this other actor had to decline. Jason Momoa was originally offered the role of Knuckles, but he had to do it down to his schedule complex with the new Aquaman movie. However, uh, there are some rumblings on the Internet that Momoa is being considered foreshadow the hedgehog in the third movie if we live in a world where jason momoa plays shadow the hedgehog i am gonna be a happy man because that just sounds so funny knuckles warning tom and maddie that sonic isn't who he is anymore in a super form is probably a reference to how supersonic works in the sonic comics all right, this next one is convoluted as hell, but I find it very funny. So Jeff Fowler on his IMDb page, Jeff Fowler is the director of the movie. He also worked on the cinematics for the 2005 video game Shadow the Hedgehog. He also has a single acting appearance in season three, episode five of the Gilmore Girls. He plays a character called Bob. It's funny that he's in this episode because this is also the single episode of the Gilmore Girls that St. Louis's own John Hamm appears in. So therefore, uh, through the somewhat degrees of separation, honestly, I think we can take credit for directing this one, boys. We directed <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's a Bomb Squad production, and I'm proud of us. Isn't that right, Austin? Go St. Louis. And finally, this one I noticed and I got incredibly happy about. Agent Stone's Coffee Shop is named The Mean Bean, which is named after the Sonic game Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine from 1993. When he converts the coffee shop into a supervillain lair after reuniting with Robotnik, the large screen shows the Eggman Empire Insignia from some of the more recent games. Uh, but I also, I just love the Mean Bean Machine shout out. Underrated uh, puzzle game. It's a lot of fun. Play it if you haven't played it. It's a blast. It's also very difficult. It is incredibly difficult. If you uh, don't like Dark Souls, don't play it. It's the Dark <laughs> Souls of puzzle games. Many people are saying this. They, they said it in 1993. It is the Dark Souls of Dr. Mario. IGN said that exact quote and Game Informer said, what the fuck is Dark Souls? Little did they know. All right, guys, that's all I got uh, for that. Uh, Final thoughts on Sonic 2. Austin, we'll start with you. Being a Sonic fan hasn't exactly paid off very much in my lifetime. There's a lot of shit that we've had to deal with over the years. But man, when that hedgehog and his friends get the spotlight, it makes me feel like a kid for just a little while. I'm happy this one turned out better. Here's to hoping the next one's a fucking knockout. If it adapts Sonic Adventure 2 and uh, pisses on the moon, it will be. Tim, uh, 
guys. Final thoughts? Movie radical. Yeah. It said the thing. All right, Mr. Uh, Bennett Cadge, any final thoughts on Sonic 2? It was like reliving my childhood watching this movie. Just thinking back to all the great moments I had playing Sonic and uh, what that led to with, with me loving games and stuff and growing up with with video games in my life and giving all that credit to Sonic and this movie brought that, that love back to me. So thank you, Sony, for... Well, it was Sony that made this movie, right? Uh, Paramount, actually, believe Paramount. it or not. Sorry, sorry. I do remember that. Sony was attached <laughs> because in 2014, I made a change.org petition that said, let Adam Sandler play Sonic, you cowards. But yeah, thanks to thanks to Paramount for making this movie. It was, it was very good and I'm very excited for, for Sonic 3. All right. Uh, pretty much echoing everyone's thoughts. I'm excited for Sonic 3. This movie has it all. Supersonic, Shadow, Chili Cheese Dogs, James Marsden being a really cool dad. Uh, I actually really love James Marsden in this movie. I didn't say it earlier, but James Marsden is just pitch perfect in this movie. Man has superb comedic timing. Let him do a rom-com. But yeah, if you're a fan of Sonic, if you're a fan of goofy kids movies if you're a fan of just having a good time i think this movie has a lot for you it drags on a couple of parts but for the most part i think i couldn't have asked for a better sonic 2 adaptation i'm really happy i think it's my new favorite live action video game movie it's a blast go see it in theaters if you can but you know what else gives me an exciting blast like supersonic does what you the person watching slash listening to this podcast thank you oh 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 so very much for uh, tuning in if you are listening to this podcast on any of the audio platforms on thank you very much for listening please go ahead leave a review it helps boost us in the algorithms if you're watching on spotify video uh, i hope you enjoyed it we cursed a lot this week mostly in the opening three minutes god bless you austin for gonna work with that and if you're watching on spotify video hey how about you go to our patreon and give us money because I can't figure out how to monetize the Spotify video yet. I will someday. I swear I'll figure it out. Today's not today. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you oh, oh, so very much for watching. Go ahead and go down to the comment section below and let me know. What does Sonic mean to you? What do you think of Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Are you excited for a Sonic 3? Is Shadow just making you go absolutely nutso apeshit? And finally, has Sonic the Hedgehog ever made you horny? Uh, comment below and let me know. <laughs> While you're down there. Hit the like button so we know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button so we know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon so you can know exactly when we upload new videos. Thank you again. Wonderful, so very much for watching. Tune in next week when we talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. This is going to be an amazing podcast next week, guys. You do not want to miss that one. See you then. Bye. Pathetic humans. <laughs>